Everything's better when you take your time. Join me, Shimmy LaRue, for a slow burn. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Shimmy LaRue's Slow Burn. I am Shimmy LaRue, and today I want to talk a little bit about legacy. The idea of legacy and where you fit and how you fit into a thread of performers past and present is sometimes a super humbling experience. And it can be awe-inspiring and a bit flustering to realize that the work that you do, whether that's burlesque or sideshow or visual arts or performing arts or whatever, whatever your medium is, to think about that the work that you do, all of the photos that you take, all of the videos that are posted, all of the social media is all going to continue in a thread of legacy where we are standing on the shoulders of the performers ahead of us and we are clearing space for the performers who come after us to stand on our shoulders. It's just something I've been thinking about a lot recently. And not just legacy in the sense of like our larger, our larger, longer ancestors. It's kind of weird to say it that way, but you know, even those who have more recently come before us, I think that the idea of legacy really kicked into high gear for me when I was reading through the conversation online about the Burlesque Hall of Fame and the concern about the cost for applying and the fact that you have to be a member to apply. And while I understand that some of that conversation simply came out of ignorance of not really knowing how the process works and not really knowing how things happen, I found myself starting to get really annoyed by the conversation. And it took me a little while to kind of dig into, well, why am I so upset and annoyed by this conversation? And I think it really wasn't until I saw the email from Dustin Wax, who's the executive producer, excuse me, executive director of the actual Bless Call of Fame Museum, that it finally clicked for me. The reason why I was getting annoyed and even starting to get upset was that it felt like folks forgot what the Weekender was actually for. Like, yes, it is wonderful that the Weekender has, you know, the competitions and has all the different shows and it is absolutely phenomenal. And I highly recommend, you know, if you are a burlesque performer and you feel like you're at that level, definitely apply to Burlesque Hall of Fame. Um, one of these days I'll talk about my experiences there, but it, it was absolutely phenomenal. However, I think people forget that The Weekender is a fundraiser. And The Weekender is a fundraiser for the museum. And every single dollar that is raised, whether that's through your yearly or monthly membership fees, or if it is through, you know, purchasing tickets and staying at the hotel and participating in the weekender, that money goes to the museum. And then it also, I think, started to bother me a little bit more because then I started thinking about, well, if you've never been to the museum, it doesn't really kind of click for you. But if you are a burlesque performer, and here I am talking specifically about burlesque performers, but it's applicable to other ways of performing. But if you haven't been to the museum, if you don't really know what it's about, and you are a performer, 
that says that that's just such a disconnect between what you do and what the people who came right before you did and how all the things that you do are things that we stand upon from people who just kind of went ahead of us. And so, yeah, it kind of got me annoyed to see the conversations and the the upset folks who were just upset about why am I paying so much money? And it's like, you're paying that money because we're literally trying to keep our history and legacy alive. And doing these things are not cheap. And to know that the museum is run by a lot of volunteers, to know the Weekender is run by volunteers. These are all people who are giving up their time, talent, and money to do this work. So I feel like the least I can do is throw a couple of dollars in the hat to help preserve the history of the art form that I love. So that's kind of what got me started to thinking about legacy. And by the way, if you're ever in Las Vegas, go visit the museum. Go see your history. Um, A lot of the exhibits now are really absolutely fantastic. And they also speak to the history of neo-burlesque too. So definitely go to see the Burlesque Hall of Fame Museum if you have an opportunity while you're in Vegas. But all of that said about legacy, it started to get me thinking a little bit more about, well, Shimmy, what does legacy mean to you? And as an aside, I feel like I ask that question all the time here at Slowbro. What does it mean? What does it mean? I guess that's part of me just wanting to really, always wanted to fight for knowledge. But the question really is, what does legacy mean to you? And to me, legacy is the passing down of traditions and values and mores and stories and warnings, passing down a culture from one person to the next and making sure to retain and record that culture so that it can be passed down. So we have a number of people in our scene who are absolute fantastic historians. We have Joe Boobs, we have Bella Sin, we've got Lottie Ellington, we've got all sorts of people, Bibi Bardot, we've got all sorts of people who are amazing historians and people who are cataloging and tracking our history. And I cannot recommend them to you enough. If you have not acquainted yourselves with these performers and teachers and historians, you are truly doing yourself a disservice. So again, I would recommend Joe Boobs, Bibi Bardot, Bella Sin, Lottie Ellington. Go find out the history. But at the same time, you don't need to go back to the 60s and 70s to look at history. Who were the people who started burlesque in your town? Who were the people who were the OGs in the town that you live in or in the area that you live in? That's part of your legacy too. What makes your work different as a city or as a region than anyone else's? That's also part of your legacy. I know here in Chicago, you know, when we think about Chicago history of burlesque, you know, you think about Belmont burlesque, you think about the starlets, like you think about, you think about the folks from the 2901. I sure hope I pronounced that right. You think about all of these groups that started the type of work that you currently do. And that's so important. So that is part of your legacy as a performer. So what does that mean? Like, so again, like look for those people in your own city, look for people in your own area, look for people of your group who are also doing burlesque, who also were coming out in like the 2000s and the 2010s. Look for those groups to say, hey, 
Y'all, we didn't have to wait until the 50s and 60s to find out our history. We have our history literally living in front of us. So that, so yeah, that's looking back at, you know, your legacy and connecting that legacy to you. The other half of that is, well, how do you connect that legacy moving forward? And that's something I've really, really been thinking about a lot. It's like when I am done with burlesque, whenever that is, I want to be able for folks 10, 20, 50 years from now to be able to find me and to find my work and to find what I did the same way that we've been able to find so many of our ancestors performing. So to do that, you have to, well, catalog your work. You got to get that work out there. So saving things like show posters, saving and digitizing things like, you know, photos and, and digitizing, you know, awards and things that you're winning are really great ways of having that out there. The internet also makes it a really great place to be able to put things like that on your website. Um, I don't necessarily trust social media as much anymore just because it is more ephemeral and more fleeting than, say, maybe a website. But start cataloging your stuff. You know, start cataloging the history, the current history of your current city and area. What are y'all doing right now? Who are the luminaries in the scene? Like, who are the unsung heroes that you want everyone to know about, but people probably don't? Like, start cataloging, collecting that information too. The other part about legacy moving forward is not just the cataloging of information, but it's also the cataloging of culture. How are you passing along culture to the next generation? Whether that's through teacher to student, whether that's through community membership and, and mentorship, what are you doing to pass down the lessons you've learned as a performer? And I sometimes get so disheartened to see performers that are not as open and will still gatekeep thoughts and ideas. Now, as an aside, I fully recognize that not sharing intellectual property is one thing. Like if you have a patented way of doing something or if you have a very specialized thing of doing something that, that you are known for, and again, that has to be patented or specialized. So, But if you have that, absolutely keep your IP. But if you are someone who's been around for a minute and there's a new performer that comes up, don't be afraid to answer questions. Don't be afraid to talk about things. Don't be afraid to share what you have learned and share the knowledge that you have been given by performers that have come before you. That is also part of your legacy. Are you someone who is giving? Are you someone who was kind? Or are you someone who really felt like they're, you had to be a Highlander, that they could only be one? The thoughts and feelings and stories are just as important as the media that is collected. So I would definitely challenge you, especially if you are a performer that is more established, find and talk about those things that you've learned. Find and talk about those things that are important to you, your pitfalls, your successes. Talk about all those things. Frankly, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is it gives me an opportunity to share my thoughts and ideas and feelings in a broader sense, uh, more so than the people who I, I forced to listen to me rant and rave about things. Secondly, if you are a younger performer, a newer performer, I say young in terms of length of time on stage, not necessarily age, but if you're a younger performer, start reaching out to the older performers and ask about these things. Ask about, well, 
what was it like when you started performing? What are things that I should be aware of? What are, what are the things that you wish you knew when you started performing? There's a lot of performers who've been around the block for a while who would love to share this information with you, but you have to, you have to sometimes ask for it. And again, just like playing a game of relay and just like being able to hand that baton to the next generation, I think that burlesque should be constantly a back and forth conversation where we are both looking back and looking forward at the same time and continuing to strengthen and develop our legacy in that way. We're in like a really cool spot right now where we have a number of older legends, but yet we have so many newer people who are coming in too. And so I don't want to see the stuff that happened, like what happened with the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Like I don't, I don't want to see the fact that folks don't realize that we're, that we do certain things to preserve our history. That's one of the ways that we, we preserve our history and our culture. I don't want us to be so disconnected that we don't understand fully how we got to do the amazing thing we, we were able to do. And again, that goes beyond burlesque. That goes into circus. That goes into sideshow. That goes into pole, especially pole. That goes into aerials. That goes into vocal performance, dance, whatever. There's always a history and thread that isn't hundreds of years ago, but who's the history that's 20 years ago? Who's the history that's 10 years ago? Most of those folks are still around. Go talk to them. And the same will be true that we look forward 10 to 20 years from now. There'll be younger people who are coming up or newer people who are coming up and they might look to you. So what are you going to do to help preserve that legacy also? So those are just some things I've been thinking about when it comes to legacy. And I am honored and proud and excited to be in this thread and in this stream and to be able to both look backwards and forward. So I'd love to hear from you. What are you doing to help continue the legacy of your art form? How are you reaching back to those in the past, both the near and far past? And what are you doing to help continue that thread of legacy into the future? I'd love to know. Please drop me a line. And I look forward to the next episode of Slow Burn. Talk to you soon. Bye.